Hello, my name is Nathan Foster. I'd like to welcome you once again to the Renovare Weekly Podcast. You may remember a few months ago I interviewed the South African Methodist pastor Trevor Hudson. I just love listening to Trevor talk. And so uh, last week, after he did some teaching at the Renovare Institute in Boston, we sat down to talk about holiness and its incredibly inviting appeal. Enjoy. Hi, Trevor. <laughs> Hi, Nate. Lovely to be with you in this moment. Surprise moment. Surprise moment. Yes, I didn't know I was going to be doing a podcast. With you, <laughs> so it's really great. Well, I, I so appreciate it as you've been um, teaching all week here at the Institute. How, how did that go for you? It's been, it's been really good to be with the folk here at Renovare. Um, it's the second module of the cohort, so mm-hmm. it's always a little bit easier mm-hmm. for me than the first uh, module. Uh, deeper sense of trust between um, faculty and students, students themselves. So the climate, I think, for learning and the climate for, um, for growth is a little bit more conducive. Sure. Really. It's, mm-hmm. been, it's been a good week. I've enjoyed it. Good, good. Very, very much. Well, and, and in, in my mind, the best part for you is you saw snow. I saw snow, <laughs> and for the first time in my life, stood in an actual snowfall. <laughs> and that was a, a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yes. And I was really surprised by the, the hush oh, of, yeah. of snow falling. Uh-huh. Almost a kind of tangible, uh, almost a, a kind of tangible hush. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I don't know if that's usually associated with a snowfall, uh, a gentleness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a wonderful surprise, and Good. I enjoyed it immensely, and it made the uh, the module that much better. <laughs> no, I think you're right because snow. It, it almost it dampens all sound, and there is a sense okay. that okay. it just it's like a noise canceling headphones. It okay. just and then sometimes you get a little bird chirping and you rustles in the woods. Um, Wonderful gift. Yes, yes. And of course, you come came from South Africa, so you did not bring a coat. I didn't bring a coat. So going out last night with you guys with that blanket wrapped around myself. Uh, I wasn't too sure if I, I wasn't too sure if you guys were all a little bit embarrassed by my presence with with this blanket around. <laughs> no, it was great. Uh, <laughs> we're, I, I gotta just. This is really funny to me. We're we're in the uh, uh, the restaurant right. and we're all there, and, and Trevor has the big blanket and it kind of an old ruggedy blanket wrapped uh, around, and and Chris comes up and. Yeah. <laughs> Says, uh, what, what is it he said? He said, do you want a meal? Can you, I buy you a meal? Yeah, we'll get you a meal and a bed, son. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. But we got your coat. You, you uh, know how coat. And I'm warm and I'm grateful. <laughs> well, um, let's talk about the word that just everybody's dying to talk about. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, the, the, the one on everybody's list, uh, right. uh, holiness. Right. <laughs> Have you seen a book recently being published with that name on it? 
Yeah, no, it's uh, not really a hot topic, it's, it's is not it? Not a hot topic at all. <laughs> why? Why is that? Why? Why do we have such a r- repulsion? That's not the right word, is it? Repulsion? I mean, it could be. It could be that. Um, you know, sometimes with when I'm with a group, I might just put the the word out there and say, "Let's let's brainstorm this word and what comes to mind," <laughs> and it very seldom seems to have. Uh, happy or joyful or positive connotations mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. people's lived experience. Mm-hmm. So I kind of hear words like um, judgmental, uh, lifeless, bland. Uh, they, they're not. They're not words that. Um, they're not happy words mm-hmm. or joyful mm-hmm. words or life-giving happy, words. Life-giving or, yeah. words. Mm-hmm. So, so I think it is a word that has been uh, muddied, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, over the years. Uh, people maybe have had negative experiences, but certainly I think in the, kind of with folk on the street, it doesn't seem to be a word that is attractive. Right. Say the thing about on a door. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, is that I think if we were in a room... If there was a door that had holiness written across it, I wonder if people would want to walk through that door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if they did walk through that door, what they would expect to find on the inside in that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe even people might even say, hey, Trevor, why do I need to walk through that door in the first place? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, is it really necessary to walk through that door? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, can I get through life without holiness? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what do you think people would find if they walked through that door? Well, I think for, for myself, and I feel this is a little bit of a an invitation my own spirit at the moment and uh-huh. that is to maybe uh, describe what they could find yes on the inside of that uh, on the inside of that door mm-hmm. in the in, inside of that room and and I feel a, a little bit of an invitation that maybe if I can describe that a bit for folk mm-hmm. please that it may become a little attractive okay for folk Good. And that maybe they may say, I want to walk through that door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe to start by talking about God. It's a good place uh, to start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, I read scripture and holy seems to be the word that, that biblical writers use to describe God. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, heaven and earth full of, uh, full of God's glory. Mm-hmm. I think of, you know, the, the ancient text, be holy as I am holy. So holy tied up with mm-hmm. God very mm-hmm. deeply. Um, and those who have studied Hebrew uh, more than I have tell me that the word for, for holiness is the word kadosh. Okay. Which essentially means difference, mm-hmm. uh, set-apartness, otherness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And for me, it has been really important to to really explore what that essential difference about God is. Okay. And I, I would like to suggest that that difference, or God's holiness, is essentially the difference of a relentless self-giving love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that is what makes God different. Mm-hmm. Is this that that God is the God who gives God's self utterly and totally and extravagantly for us, mm-hmm. and particularly mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ, and particularly on the cross. Yes. Um, so for me, um, I find that um, on the one hand, hugely attractive, mm-hmm. that God, the holy other, is holy for us, <laughs> and really is for us, really, really for, is for us, mm-hmm. in a way that I really cannot fully grasp Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and on the other hand there is something about that that also is hugely challenging okay it it, um do i really want to share this holiness this self-giving love yeah so i think there is something about holiness that both attracts us genuine holiness that really attracts us and disturbs us Mm. Mm-hmm. That it evokes longing, mm-hmm. but it also perhaps arouses some sorrow in us. Mm-hmm. Because I don't give myself, I, I'm, I'm self-centered, I'm self-absorbed. So holiness challenges that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think for me an experience, So I don't know if I've got myself a little bit lost in my response to you, but, but going into that room, it's going to be a room characterized by self-giving love. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and that I'm being invited, be holy as I'm holy, says God. I'm being invited now to begin to share in this divine holiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, wait a minute, isn't it about morality and doing... Right, <laughs> this now, it really shifts holiness into another, uh, into another space. That so often, I think part of the negative connotations is when we kind of, that holiness becomes a kind of something that I have to do. It's going to be a lot of new external arrangements in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, that are going to externally set me apart from others. I'm going to dress differently. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, talk differently, etc., uh, etc. Et mm-hmm. And I think holiness is deeper than that mm-hmm. external arrangement mm-hmm. and has got something to do now with the inequality of our lives. Mm-hmm. 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 
this relentless self-giving love of God that we're invited to participate in right. in our own right. lives. Right. Mm-hmm. And that as I begin to participate in that self-giving love, um, life from the inside becomes different. <laughs> um, and I think this is where I'm so grateful for Jesus. Um, <laughs> that's, that, that I get a, that Jesus gives me the human face of holiness. I begin to see now because otherwise holiness can be a little bit of an abstraction. Right. You know, even talking about self-giving love can be a bit of an abstraction. But then when I look at Jesus, I see what holiness with a, with a, with a human face looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, enfleshed holiness yes. looks like this. Yes. Um, and, I f- and I find that really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then the... Um, Choices in the way we live, right? That piece that people often kind of run to with this word. Right. It's a natural result. This is not a legalism, right? right? right. This is a, right. an outflowing of that life with God that is right. giving love to others. Right. And, right. <laughs> that as I begin to get involved with God, share life with God, follow Christ, um, that... There is a difference <laughs> that begins to characterize my life. <laughs> what was the, I mean, your conversion, the, the person that helped brick uh, some interest in, in following Jesus, it was holiness that right. attracted you. Yes. And in the 16-year-old right. kid, right. what was it in right. him that you saw? Right. You know, I will always, always be grateful for, uh, for uh, Philip. Uh-huh. Uh, he, I was, I think, 15 years of age. He was, I'm not too sure, one, one or two years older than me. And there was just something different about him. And, and I would never have used the word holy. I often think back to those days and ask myself now, what what was that difference? I think it had got it had something to do with an integrity of life mm-hmm. um, that I picked up even even as a fifteen year old. There was something he was he, there was a genuineness about him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a kind of nonconformity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't need to be kind of you know he didn't have to do what everyone else was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he really showed me real friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a, a capacity for concern and care and other-centeredness, mm-hmm. which I think is unusual in a 17-year-old, and to, and to genuinely experience care and concern. Mm-hmm. And, and he also, I could see a love for God. Uh, he loved God mm-hmm. and loved, you know, I could, he, there was a, a purposefulness around his life, and, and all that was new for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember quite uh, vividly, in fact, walking home from school with him and asking him a question, you know, Philip, there's something different about your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell me a bit about it? I, mm-hmm. And, and he, he began talking about his own 
uh, friendship with Christ. And mm -hmm. this was all very new for me. And it really attracted me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it had that, what I was talking about earlier, that sense of attraction, of longing. Mm -hmm. Yet also, I was wary. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, it, it was, there was something challenging about his life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um so there was, again, this little bit of an ambivalent response in myself, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which now, thinking back to that, that, that's what holiness does. I think when we're in the presence of someone who is holy, there is a genuine attraction. There is something very attractive about it, mm -hmm. because this is what our hearts long for. Mm -hmm. And yet there is also something unsettling about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I see that in the scriptures, you know, Isaiah, uh, holy, 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 and then, you know, woe am I, I'm a person of unclean lips, Peter's on the boat, filled with admiration with Jesus, and then it's kind of depart from me. Uh, yeah. It's like this, and that's, you know, really rad in the, in the presence of, of, kind of holiness at its fullest. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. The, um, I've, I've been working with this idea of how sinners like to hang out with Jesus, right? Right, right. They just flock to him. Right, the legend's idea of holiness upside down. Yes, right. yes. And okay, so here's when you were speaking, here's the uh -huh. note that I just right. kind of went, do sinners like to hang out with me? Do they feel comfortable? Are they drawn, you know, in, in a right. good and beautiful way? Right. Um, Is there something different that the sinful... I don't want to... Let, let me be clear. Yeah, yeah. Is, there, is there something different about our lives that those... For those who do not consciously perhaps follow Christ... Mm -hmm. um, find hugely attractive. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that touches something in the that they even maybe not are not aware of but that they long for. Right. In right. terms of another kind of life. Mm -hmm. The relentless self giving. Right. Yeah. Is is there a little bit of that yeah. that they experience in our presence, in my presence. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so how does this then play out for you in, in your everyday life, holiness? You know, when I look at Jesus, uh, Jesus was genuinely, genuinely himself. Uh, there is a real integrity of being in the life of Jesus. All the different dimensions of his life hang together. Yes. The way he talks, the way he acts, the way he feels, the way he thinks. That there really is a, uh, a, a simplicity of being, a, uh, an integrity. And I feel invited to respond to your question. I feel invited by that into a real um, journey to become in this one short span that I have on, on earth, to genuinely become the person that God wants me to be. Mm. To become myself. Yes. 
to give up comparisons, um, to to gen- to really accept the fact that God wants to shine through my life in a unique way, mm-hmm. and I don't need to pretend or impress or. Uh, I can trust that God will shine through my life as I become more genuinely the person that mm-hmm. He wants me to be. So I feel invited in that in mm-hmm. my daily life. Mm-hmm. I feel that's been a, a lifelong journey for me. It continues still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I think the other strand, and perhaps there are two other strands for me that are real, is to become a person that, like Jesus. Um, genuinely relates to others in a uh, in a in a way that is genuinely other centered. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I really do I really care for this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think holiness has got something to do with the way we relate to others. Mm-hmm. Certainly, mm-hmm. it did for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he relates to people. You know, he's responsive, he's aware, he notices people, um, he hears a cry, he feels someone touching his garment, he notice a gut, notices a guy hiding in a tree, he, <laughs> there's just this responsiveness mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. It's, and I, and I, think that's, I think that's holiness, mm-hmm. it's responding with an aware love to people around about me. Yeah, yeah. And and that's a direction that I would like to keep moving in mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. all the grace that I need mm-hmm. because naturally I'm self-absorbed, self-interested, etc. And then I, obviously the, the, the huge one in Jesus' life for me is the strand of, of you know, God means everything to him. Abba means his father into your hands I commit my spirit. He didn't only say that on the cross. That was his whole life. Mm-hmm. He, he, he really lived for the father, mm-hmm. uh, for Abba. For, and for me, that is, I guess, the, the deepest strand of holiness, of, of living into a deeper abandonment of my own life to the living God and seeking God's way within the contextual reality of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that in a bubble. Mm-hmm. I'm doing that in South Africa. I'm doing that in Benoni, South Africa. I'm doing that in my marriage. Uh, and what does that mean and how do I discern that? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to live a surrendered or faithful life to God where I am? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to go in that direction. <laughs> yeah. And I've got a hunch that in that direction there lies immense joy uh-huh. and immense happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the characteristics of Jesus that just been messing with me lately mm-hmm. is how interruptible he was. Right. Say a little bit more for me. Uh, well, when you, you use the word interruptible. 
Yeah, that that um, he'd be going about doing something uh-huh. important, uh-huh. Hmm? Okay, and then someone would uh, right. come yeah. and uh, right. kind of grab his attention. He would stop, right. and uh-huh. here come the kids. Sure. Um, yeah. Here's yeah. The, this woman touching uh-huh. my robe, and he uh-huh. stops. Uh-huh. Um, but it reminded me of that responsiveness to uh-huh. others. Right. Um, people matter. Right. That phrase for me mm-hmm. is a. I never forget. I was. I just being converted uh-huh. if, uh, and I was seven, 18 years of age and someone said I want to make you some leather sandals oh okay uh, yeah it, it was kind of this is me talking many years ago and I want to make like you a Jesus sandal yes uh, yeah okay. uh, he wants to make me leather sandals and he wants to kind of um, what would be the word um, carve into the sandal uh-huh. two words on either feet okay uh, what do I want to put on them? Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that as an eight, 17, 18 year old, the two words I gave him were people matter. Oh, yes. And I don't know where, and I, I look back <laughs> and I think, God must have had something to do with that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I, so two good words. And when you yeah. use them now, yeah. I just sort of those two sandals yeah. you know, that I wore and... I guess that God was getting to work and <laughs> setting me off in a direction. Yeah, uh, people, people people matter. I love people that. matter. Yeah, that's Thank good. you for reminding me. Yes, yes. Do you still have them? The I don't have the sandals, <laughs> no, but I have those words very yes. close to my heart. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. Um, I, I wonder if you could just as as we begin to close things out, um, kind of bring this full circle around in terms of people's hang up with this idea of holiness and you begin to paint just this beautiful picture that sounds really good, you know. Um, Could you share your experience of when you confessed sins and Uh, and the priest or the the gentleman who was listening? Oh, yes. It was, was, uh, you know, uh, I was this was in 1990. Okay. I was being led through the uh, exercises of, of Ignatius. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the first week uh, of uh, the exercises, there is an invitation. You don't have to, mm-hmm. to do a general confession of your life. And uh, I had never ever done in my life a general confession. I had no idea what you do. So he said, well, why don't you divide your life up into periods of seven years mm-hmm. and uh, maybe just ask God to bring to mind anything that God thinks maybe you need to bring into the open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't like this, you know, go looking for every little sin, mm-hmm. but what does God, Trevor, what does God draw your attention to? Mm-hmm. So I wrote out, I think of about three pages, uh, A4 paper, mm-hmm. of stuff that I needed to confess. Yep. And it was, uh, the guy who was leading me through this was a, an Anglican monk. Okay. Wonderful man, and he said, "Okay, let's go into the chapel." We knelt before a cross, uh-huh. and he said, "Okay, Trevor, I want you now to uh, share your confession uh, with Christ, who's with us, and we can look at the cross, and I'll I'll be with you as mm-hmm. we go." Mm-hmm. So I'm reading out the stuff, <laughs> <laughs> wading through the the yellow pages, uh, and out of the corner of my eye. I notice that Father Andrew is yawning, <laughs> yawning away as I'm going through, and I realise that my sin is boring him. <laughs> my sin's boring the guy. 
But I think I realized as I came out of that moment that maybe sin is boring. Mm. And that as we share in the holiness of Christ, life becomes less boring mm. and more that we become alive to who we are and that there is something alive about holiness and about holy people, maybe. Mm. Genuinely holy people. That they're not boring people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you read the saints. Yeah. They really don't bore you. <laughs> they are unique. They're different. Yeah. And I think we're surrounded by the communion of saints and they're all cheering us on and they're <laughs> saying, you know, for goodness sake, give up a boring life and become become holy, become yourself. Yes. The unique person. The unique person. Your God is, yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. And that ties into that. We're not, you know, comparing ourselves with That's people. All right. yeah. Just yeah. yeah. And your way is going to be a little bit different to my way. It's all going to look a bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, no carbon copy holiness. Um, I just find that hugely, hugely <laughs> attractive. Yes, yes. Uh, no, it, that story just resonated with me because it is. It really is. It's always. It's the same. It's just. Right. It's just sure. kind of boring. Yeah. Uh, uh, nothing new in there. Sure. But uncovering who God created you to be uh-huh. and to live this out in loving others well. It's ex- it's exciting yeah. of sorts. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, hey. Thank you so yeah, much, Trevor. Been a surprise as well. Been uh, the snow was a surprise, and the podcast was a surprise. Hey, well, you you bless us with it. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Well, there you have it. Trevor's the author of a number of books, including "Discovering Our Spiritual Identity," "Practices for God's Beloved," and his most recent book, "Beyond Loneliness: The Gift of God's Friendship." In case you missed the podcast I did a few weeks ago with my dad and his upcoming 75th birthday, I'd encourage you to check it out. Just a really fun uh, interview. In that, he offers for us a creative way to help him celebrate his birthday by offering $75 or 75 minutes of your time to a person in need. And then we invite you to leave a message, share with us a little about what you learned about God or about yourself from that experience. The number for that is 1-844-RENEW-88. 1-844-RENEW-88. And on a side note, if you find value in this podcast, I'd invite you to consider giving a dollar a week. You can find a link for that on our website on the podcast page. Thank you so much for your generosity in supporting all we do. And thanks for listening.